Hello and welcome to the Orchard Podcast. Uh, we are jumping into episode seven of our latest podcast series, Jesus Meets, where we spent the last few, it's been months now. Wow, months. We've been on the, we've been on the road. Oh, we've been on the road, we've been on tour. <laughs> I know, very glam. Uh, we've been to Focus, HTV Focus. We've been to Wildfires Festival and we're back in the studio <laughs> where we feel nice and safe and warm and cozy. Actually, yeah, it, warm is definitely a thing because it was not particularly warm, was it, at Wildfires or Focus? But we're here and jumping into episode seven, we're looking at the, the Canaanite woman. So I'm going to read the scripture. Oh, just quickly, before we jump into the scripture... Just to say, we've got the conference coming up in November. We're going to be recording one more podcast episode. So um, that will be next month. And then we'll take a break from the podcast for a couple of months while we figure out what we're going to do next. Oh, we've got some good ideas, haven't we, for series three? We've got a good idea. Oh, we won't tell you just yet. We will announce it. Your eyes look very beautiful, by oh, the way. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, if you're listening, you can't see. You'll just have to believe <laughs> I'm really tired. So yeah, that is the nice. power of makeup right there. <laughs> I'm just going to look into the camera so if you're watching on YouTube, you can see. Um, oh, you've distracted sorry, me, Amy. Oh, sorry, Rach. Oh, Orchard Podcast. Orchard Podcast. So January. January, new series. Yes. Thank you. And um, But what I want to say is that the conference in November, November the 12th, uh, is sold out. Uh, we kept saying, didn't we? We kept saying, it's going to sell out. We've hardly got any tickets left. <laughs> and then I think it sold out at the end of July. Mm. And um, people have like people have been contacted, can I have another ticket? Oh, please. And we're like, no. <laughs> there, literally, there literally are no more tickets left. Um, and yeah, if you didn't book, I'm so sorry. But we did, we did say, didn't we? Mm. We did say. So, mm. but the good news is mm -hmm. we are moving to a much bigger venue in 2023, October 2023. Um, we're going to be gathering again in Birmingham in the ICC. So uh, you can book your tickets now, basically. Tickets are open. Book them now and uh, invite your friends. Like invite a truckload, get a coach together, <laughs> yes. bring your friends. Uh, we can't wait for that. Joe Saxton, who was our guest on the last podcast podcast episode she uh, she's going to be speaking mm. at the conference we're super excited but we're also very excited about the november the 12th so if you're coming to november the 12th <laughs> woohoo bring it on so i'm going to read the scripture and then amy is going to give us some context uh, the faith of the canaanite woman in matthew 15 uh starting at verse 21 obviously if you're driving or running uh maybe don't open your bible just have to listen uh leaving that place Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, is it not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs? Sorry, it is not right. That's quite a key error, isn't it, in my reading of the scripture. <laughs> I will say that again. It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the, under the master's table. Mm. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. 
Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Hmm. Yeah, as I think as we've been talking about this, um, Rach, over the many hours of prep that we have been doing, but we felt like it was really important to look at the context of this um, because we've been reading that actually it can be really misunderstood. Um, some of the, even what Jesus is saying can be misunderstood. And so really the context here is if you read back um, you can see in chapter 15 that Jesus is being um, rebuked or asked and, you know, sort of bugged by the Pharisees. Bugged, yeah. And the scribes, you know, sort of complaining at why the disciples aren't washing their hands before they eat and aren't keeping to the traditions of what's clean and what's unclean. Mm. Um, And and Jesus then goes on to sort of address them and address the um, disciples just saying, isn't about um, what... Um, is outside of you, but it is what is in within you. And then he, and then you'll see in verse t- uh, in in verse ten, he then gathers the crowd and sort of, um, I guess, speaks to a wider group and say and trying to explain this new idea um, that it isn't about um, yeah those things outside of ourselves, these traditions that they've known, the ways in which they have been taught to keep clean, um, but it's actually what he's saying is what's in your heart, what comes out of your mouth, how you speak, what comes out of your heart is ultimately what defiles. Um, and so he said all of this to the crowds and it's like he, he said it and there's, I mean, I'm reading into this, but it's like there's this sort of, you know, they're not getting it. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go. There's a sense of frustration. They're like, they're they're so caught up in their religious behavior and activity and their hypocrisy. Exactly. And he says that, doesn't it? You hypocrites, you honor me with your lips, but you defile, you know, you defile me with your heart. Exactly. And so there's an element of frustration, I think, reading into this. Um, And then what we learn, as Rachel said, is we then, um, we then know that he then leaves that crowd um, and he makes his way um, to Tyre mm. and, which, is, um, which is outside of basically Israelite territory exactly isn't it? so it is a it's an unclean territory you mm-hmm. know it's a place of um, it's where the Gentiles are it's not yeah so it's a place that's seen to be unclean mm. a disgusting place in their eyes mm. um, and what's interesting is as Rachel and I have even been um, talking about this um, this if these journeys that Jesus takes, we were looking at the distance, we, weren't we? We, we literally <laughs> put it in Google Maps. We're yeah. like, how long would it take to we're get from Gennesaret yeah. near Jerusalem, which is where they are, to, to Tyre? To Tyre. It's 35 miles walk. Yeah. So that would have taken... That's a long time. Three, yeah. three days, yeah. probably. three days. And so even this idea that Jesus is talking about what's unclean, he's redefining what's unclean and what's clean, mm. and he's saying what's in the heart is what makes you clean. He then goes 35 miles to an unclean territory to find a woman there that ultimately reveals her heart, which then makes her clean. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And there's so yeah. much to unpack with that, isn't there? Yes. So much intentionality again with Jesus that, because again, on first appearance, yeah. it's like this woman's come out of nowhere, you know, and she's a bit of an irritant. Yeah. But we know, because it's Jesus, he knows exactly what he's doing when he makes that colossal journey to yes, Tyre. Yes, it's not just, oh, I'm going to go next door. No. Yeah. And he knows that he's going to encounter that woman there. Mm. 
And he knows the conversation that's going to happen. He knows that it's going to be recorded in the Gospels and that we're going to read it, you know, 2,000 years later. So we've got to remember that, that there's a lot of attention, intentionality here because it's Jesus. Mm. And so it helps us understand when we read the dialogue between Jesus and the woman, why he speaks to her so harshly. Because I read it on superficial glance and you just think, He's so rude. I know. Yeah. Like a bit he hard. Put, but basically he says, yeah. He he calls her a dog. He puts her down and he says I can't help you because mm. I've got to help all the Jewish people first. That's why I've come. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's persistent. She mm-hmm. she keeps asking and so that's what it seems like. Yeah. It almost seems out of character to Jesus, yeah. doesn't it? Particularly it doesn't towards doesn't fit in our little box, does no, it? No. Because he speaks he often speaks very harshly and strongly to the Pharisees. Yeah. But he's usually full of such grace and grace and compassion yeah. for those that are out on the outside, the alien, who she is. The so, so, yeah. so I guess we've got to then ask, there is something else going on here. Yeah. And there is, there yeah. really is. And yeah. as Amy's given us the context, it helps us understand he, he's mm. gone there to meet this woman and to test her heart and, and to use her. That, that's the stunning thing is we think that he is speaking harshly to her. Mm. We think that he has gone there to almost publicly shame her. It feels like a public Mm. shaming. And yet he's elevating Mm. her. Once again, we see Jesus elevating a woman who was at the bottom of the pile. He is using her as an example because he uses the offense to test her. He, He deliberately offends her so that... What what's is revealed, revealed mm-hmm. is what's in her heart. Mm. And what's in her heart is faith. Yeah. What's in her heart is good. Yeah. It's amazing. And actually, we're going to talk a little bit more about offense in yeah. a moment. But yeah. I'm challenged because what I read is aff- I'm offended for her. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's all I can see. I read that passage and I'm like, I am offended for you. How dare Jesus call her a dog mm. and low? And, mm. and yet... Jesus is doing this to set her up as this example. I know, and um, it's just a much bigger storyline. I think it's so easy to read it in the narrow, when actually Jesus, this is a prophetic sign of something so much greater. It's it's something that Jesus is doing. He's reordering, he's rewriting, he's fulfilling, isn't he? Um, Constantly. Um, And this is another way in which he is demonstrating, isn't he? Mm. What it actually means to be clean, to be made whole, to be made holy. is to is to reveal what's inside the heart not the outside we can do we can work as hard as we want to clean the outside of the cup if you like to to do all the right things to get all our ducks in a row but actually if our hearts are off that's what ultimately is robbing us that's ultimately what is defiling us yes. and um and that was just a complete that's like in this context is just revolutionary i yeah. mean it, you know well he holds her up as an example against the Pharisees. Yeah, I mean, it's can you amazing. imagine I know. how offended the Pharisees are? Yeah, yeah. You know, then then we don't they're not witness to this because obviously he's miles away. But that's what he's doing. He's saying, You Pharisees, mm. you, you think you're so high and mighty. And yet I want to show you what yeah. real purity looks I like. I want to show you what real cleanness, what righteousness yeah. looks like. I and it's, it's this woman who I you know. think is nothing, yeah. who is the scum of the earth. Yeah. She's the one that's got it right. And maybe we're jumping ahead, but, but she, uh, 
the humility yeah. of she doesn't anyway we can go into no, no, this, this in a minute, is good. let's, but let's yeah, talk about her but it's, it's good it is this idea that she's not you know he he she knows that that she's a dog to the juice yeah you know she she's not a surprise is it's it? not yeah. a surprise and she's not defending that <laughs> label is she yeah there's a humility of like yeah but i know who you are um it's just a a profound interaction on so many like, levels I, I don't think i'd pass that test no yeah, and maybe, maybe that says something about, again, the culture that we live in. And what we will talk, I think we're going to dig in a bit more mm. to offence in a moment. But because yeah. I think it is, it's an important thing for us to be aware of in the 21st century that actually you're right. She, she, she can just move past the offence because she knows that there's something so much Absolutely. bigger going on. And yet we get stuck in the offence. Yeah. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But even that idea of... Um, that even Reed, um, when he says, you know, um, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, but mm. she came and she said, he answered, it's not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs, mm. we're saying is is a bit, you know, harsh. But instead of, like we're saying, she taking offense, she, declare, she declares straight away who he is. Mm. So her next word is, yes, Lord. And so even in that, she's... We were saying earlier, weren't we, that in offense, mm. um, we can either fall into shame or we can fall into pride. You mm. know, when we take offense, it's like, well, yes, I am a dog. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to run away. Or no, I'm not. How dare you? I'm amazing. Yeah, yeah exactly. And actually what we learn here in, just in, in our everyday life is actually she doesn't go either way. She just says, okay, I, I'm going to take my eyes off myself and I'm going to declare that you are Lord. Mm. I might be those things, but you are Lord and I trust who you are, who you say you are, who mm. I've learned you to be, and I know you can do something right now. Yeah, because she could have called him rabbi. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what, that's what a lot of the Pharisees would have done, you know, teacher. But she calls him Lord. Mm. She calls him Lord. And a, a Lord was a loaded title at that time. Yeah. Because, you know, Caesar worship, everybody, it was all about um, bowing down to the political leader at the time. Uh, and so in calling Jesus Lord, you are nailing your colors to the mast. You're yeah. like, and she's desperate. That's yeah. the other thing about her. Yeah. She's desperate. And we, we saw this, you know, with the bleeding woman. Mm. And actually, Joe Saxton talked about her desperation that I wonder if this woman's desperation, again, she, she knows that Jesus is the only solution for her daughter's condition. She, she knows that. Yeah. There's nothing else anyone can do. Only Jesus yeah. can. And, and we know as mums, I mean, yeah. you will do anything. Yeah. If, if one of your children is, yeah. is struggling or unwell, you do anything. Mm. And so there's a desperation. And I, I know that's a challenge for me. Like, how desperate am I mm. actually I am um, you know I I was I was reading something by Tim Keller the mm. pastor in America mm. and he was talking about how when everything is going well in life mm. that's when we are where we are spiritually most precarious yeah like it, it, we are in most spiritual danger when everything in life is going really well and I think this challenges our theology quite a lot because it's very easy to sort of yeah um to connect mm. blessing mm. with, you know, or, or rather with comfort. We yeah, with comfort. Mm. We think, oh, everything's going well. Our children are doing well. Yeah. Marriage is going well. Life, da 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 We think, oh, God must really love me. Mm. God must really love me. He's wanting to bless me with all those good things. And, and there is truth in that. God wants to bless us with good things. Mm. But 
The danger is then mm. our theology is skewed and when bad stuff happens, mm. we think God must not like me. Yeah. God is angry with me. And so what Tim Keller is saying is actually when life is going really well, we can fall into this sort of dangerous spiritual apathy. Yeah. And it moves us away from desperation. Yeah. And time and time again, we see in these encounters with Jesus that yeah. these people are desperate. Yeah. And Jesus responds yeah. to their desperation. Yeah. And it's also the desperation that they find themselves near Jesus. Yeah. And so, that's true. And actually, this woman, we haven't even, we've sort of, We've covered this in other in other podcasts, haven't yeah. we? But flip, she's bold. I mean, yeah. she's not even allowed to speak to Jesus in this context. You no. know, their interaction, Gentiles and Jewish, it just doesn't happen. And male and female, and she, he's a rabbi. You know, it's, to cover all of that, you know, is she is so bold and it's her desperation that even leads her to a conversation with Jesus. Mm. And I think you're right. Gosh, I look at my life and I think... If I was more desperate, how many more hours would I spend on my knees? Yeah. How many more times would I, you know, spend praying and seeking God mm. and, you know, asking him to, to come through? And I think actually our comfort mm. is one of the enemy's greatest ways to keep his church so apathetic. True. Um, we don't seek Jesus in the ways that he wants us to yeah. seek him. And desperation on behalf of others. Like, let's not forget she's, okay, it's her daughter and so she's, highly invested mm. but she's advocating for someone else here this isn't for her healing like with a bleeding woman this is for someone else and yeah. that's the other challenge for me is how desperate am I for other people yeah, know. to know Jesus mm. to know his freedom to know his mm. healing and his yeah. peace and salvation yeah. I, honestly I, I don't know yeah I, I need to get more desperate yeah I need to get more desperate and it is it's desperation but also if, even when you read this she she does know like she knows that he has the ability. Yeah. And I think so often, you know, in my life, we forget that Jesus has the ability mm. to make us clean or he has the ability to make, you know, to cast out this demon. Yeah. Um, and actually I think what she shows us is this faith in his ability yeah. over the state of who she is, over the labels, mm. over the traps. You know, she's the last person that, like he's saying should receive this yeah. from him. Yeah. Um, and yet her faith to believe that he can do it no matter what is astounding. It is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, utter confidence, isn't it? He is Lord to her. Absolutely. And yeah. he is the only hope that she has. Yeah. And so I'm just thinking, you know, mm. we've we've usually used this structure, haven't we, in the mm. podcast. We've, we've talked about what this says about Jesus. And ultimately what it says about Jesus is once again, he chooses to elevate a woman, a, a woman at the bottom of the pile yeah. to make this profound point yeah. about what makes us clean. What, 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 and ultimately, this whole what makes us clean thing is about what gives us access to God the Father. That's, that's why the Pharisees are, yeah, are so caught up in these religious practices that make them clean because in, in being clean, they then yeah, have, have access, access to God the Father. Uh, and for us, obviously, we don't, we, Jesus came and superseded the need for these sort of religious practices in order fulfilled, to access yeah. it. He fulfilled them. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm. Um, and so therefore, what makes us clean is faith mm. in Jesus. Faith that Jesus' death on the cross and resurrection was enough yeah. 
to clean us from our sin and to give us access to God the Father. Uh, and so it tells us again that Jesus uses her, this lowly woman, as an example of of that being possible and yeah. it just flies in the face of the it Pharisees does, does. and it also tells us about this woman she's desperate she's bold she's full of faith she doesn't take offense mm. she knows who Jesus is and so then I guess bringing this bringing this home what does this teach us about ourselves yeah. as women who are following Jesus in the 21st century we've kind yeah. of got these we've got these key themes haven't we that we just want to mm. to look at mm. um and the yeah. first one is offense mm. Because I think it is a key theme in this passage. We've mentioned it before. And as, as Amy said, mm. often when we experience offense, mm. our, our response is often either pride or shame, you know. And, and so what's the pathway out of offense? We've covered this a little bit. I'm just thinking of, <laughs> of this, this moment this week. Um, I don't think my, my children will listen to this podcast, but if they do, I'm sure they will understand. But... Um, one of my kids uh, plays rugby. It's actually not, it's not to do with my, my, my son at all. But I had this quite terse email interchange between my son and his rugby coach. Um, this is what you have to do as a, you know, as a, a parent to boys that play rugby. Very annoying. And um, <laughs> I don't want to go into too much detail, but, but basically this coach takes the rugby extremely seriously. Mm. And I, th I think I'll, I'll put it like this. He perhaps doesn't realise that, that that we have other things going on in our life <laughs> apart from rugby. I, I'm not like sitting, yeah. waiting for these emails about rugby. You know, I'm not. I'm not thinking about it all day long. Like there, there are other. This is just like one. My son playing rugby is like one slither yeah. of our week. Can you see? Is yeah. there? Oh yeah, I and can so, see the anyway, offence. You can see. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> he 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 sends this sort of quite, I'd say, aggressive. Um, email about something, some action that I haven't done in the context of, of him being uh, the rugby coach. Uh -huh. You know, my fault. Well, that, to, be, to be honest, I'm doing that thing now, pride. I'm responding in pride. There, there was a reason why I hadn't responded. But anyway, I don't, don't need to do that. Um, and honestly, I was so offended. I was so cross and yeah. so annoyed. Yeah. And, you know, I drafted the yeah. email in my yeah. head, which I didn't send, praise <laughs> the Lord. And actually, I sent quite I think quite a gracious email <laughs> pride again um but what it what it exposed to me is that I yes. am so easily offended and I think I think we live in a culture where um the currency is offense mm. we are constantly offended mm. and I realized as I said as I read that scripture I'm mm. blinded mm. by the way that Jesus offends her and that's the very point that Jesus is wanting to make yes so that we're the, the the Pharisees they are so easily offended and Jesus deliberately offends her to reveals what's in her heart and I know for me I know oh it's not good sometimes yeah like I, I remember one of the challenges that the Holy Spirit gave me. In fact, quite frequently, he's like, Rach, pick your battles. Mm. See the bigger picture. Yeah. And I know that is something that I, I have to work on all the time. Yeah. Pick your battles. Sometimes we, we don't need to take on offense. Mm. Like what's going on here? Mm. What else is going on? Yeah. What does it reveal about yeah. the state of our Absolutely. heart? Because, because actually, mm. often what happens is when I'm offended, mm. actually what's going on is that I've mm. got some unprocessed anger yeah. 
And that anger is probably because mm. there's maybe some resentment. And that resentment is mm. probably yeah. because I'm, I'm hurt by something. Yeah. And so what presents as offense yeah. is actually unresolved anger, yeah. which is actually unresolved resentment, which yeah. is probably unresolved hurt, <laughs> yeah. ultimately. Yeah. And I think we do it yeah. all the time. Yeah. And actually our society gives permission mm. for that to happen. All, you know, the yeah. slinging matches that happen on Twitter and it's it's all just yeah. unresolved yeah. shiz yeah. that we and, need to deal with. And I think that um, it may, it, in some ways, it you can receive <laughs> those statements or those things that happen to you that might cause offense as a bit of a gift yeah. because these things... Um, they do reveal the heart, like Jesus is teaching us, you know, that it, it, it reveals what's inside us. And I think it is really important then that we reflect, like you're saying, instead of deflect, instead of, you know, just blaming when like we feel vomiting yeah, like, or just projecting all over the place when actually we're just offended because there's something going on deeper. I think it's really important that we... Um, actually reflect and deal with it because yeah. what he's saying is what comes out of that is what defiles it's like let's take that seriously mm -hmm. and let's do the inner work to write down okay I was really gosh I got really insecure about that I got really defensive when that yeah. person said this today yeah. I got really offended and became very sensitive in this situation write it down yeah. Yeah. like process it with the Lord and say God what is actually going on what's in my heart yeah. that my response would be that um, and I think when we do that if we just even just take a snippet of time mm. instead of just reacting. Yeah. Um, I think we'll find so much more peace. I think so. So much more um, freedom. And just even to your anger thing, mm. um, Marg, our favorite person, you know, shout out to Marg. <laughs> um, she came to the orchard a couple of... Um, and she will be at the orchard. And she will November. be at the orchard. Um, but even when she was, when we, you know, she, I've been processing with her a little bit, as have you. <laughs> oh, for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and actually, one of the things that we were talking about is anger. And actually, like you said, sometimes the, when we feel offended, it's the anger that comes out. And, it, you know, anger is not a bad thing, but it's, a, it's certainly a telling emotion, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, and one of the things that really helped me, and there's a little sidetrack here, but um, just in case it helps any of us, that are, you know, any of you that are listening. Or struggling with anger. Or struggling with anger, yeah. This really helped me. And I wrote down, wrote it down in my notes but she said you know you feel angry for three main reasons one is that a need isn't being met mm. that it or it, it produces a response of anger mm. when a need isn't being met mm. two a conviction is being crossed mm. and three your worth is being taken away mm. and so I think those three things mm. even when you're feeling really angry or feeling really cross about something or offended just have a bit of a think yeah. like what's actually happening here yeah. um, instead of then splurting out or reacting which then will just bring Create, defilement uh, yeah. you know it creates tension because yeah. actually I think and about the, the rug I think about the rugby thing actually what was going on was it mm. tapped into this insecurity of I'm not I'm I'm not organized enough I'm not yeah. or, or an inju the injustice was like yes. you, you there's a bigger picture here. Yeah. They're disappointed with me. Yeah, mine. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, the, the, on the one hand, it's like, he thinks I'm a terrible parent. Yeah, totally. You know, he thinks, and that's like, that's, that's a big button for me. <laughs> yeah. He thinks I'm a terrible parent. I'm gonna, I've got another story. <laughs> I've got, we've got plenty of those. <laughs> those. But, but also it's like, it's the conviction of, yeah. no, 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 this isn't right. Because there was, yes. a, there was a bigger context to the reason that I didn't, 
you know, respond as quickly as you needed me to. And I need you to understand that. And that makes me cross. But actually, I was thinking, <laughs> I think about another. This may, this may release some people. <laughs> but, uh, um, oh, your story's I, always released. Okay. <laughs> I am. Um, I was at church. We were at church. You know, Tim and I, we pastor a church. So, yeah, not, not, not out of the ordinary. And my children are amazing, I have to say. They are amazing. Yes, they are. But it was one of those Sundays when, for whatever reason, none of them particularly wanted to be in church. I'll put it that way. And I don't know, maybe it's just my children, but it was like they had decided <laughs> that they didn't really want to be in church from like before they even got in the car. You know, one of those Sunday mornings. And like, Tim and I, we lead the church. So there's, it's kind of like a non-negotiable. <laughs> and so we get to church. And I could just feel it brewing. Oh, yeah. Actually, to be honest, I wasn't on duty. I wasn't doing anything at church that morning. So I, I honestly pulled up at church and nearly turned around and thought, I just know this is not going to go well. Did you? Nearly. Mm. But I didn't. I thought, no, come on, push through. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went in. And as I had predicted, as she said, again, the, the behavior wasn't what you would describe as compliant or angelic, uh, or exemplary, exemplary, uh, three words that come to mind. Uh, and, uh, and basically this, this, this whole sort of, the whole way through, it, it culminated in two of my children having like a full-on scrap in the cafe area of church in front of everyone. And I was <laughs> seething. I mean, I was seething. I, I can like, totally imagine. I like <gasps> scooped them up. We bolted out the door in the car and I just let loose. (laughs) Like I like to think that I am, I tried to be like a therapeutic parent. You are the most patient mother I know. That's very kind. I try, you know, look behind the behavior. You know what I mean? They're pastors, kids, Sunday, Sunday's church, da, 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 da. There's all this other things going on. Be patient, give them space, let them air their frustrations Mm. and their, you know, (laughs) frustration with church but that Sunday was like no I'm not having any of it like I am I'm mortified I I was mortified (laughs) and I let them know about it like in a big way I didn't lock them in a cupboard or starve them or anything just to be clear I just I just really expressed my feelings in a very loud and clear way and you know actually to be fair mostly they were apologetic and gracious but my response mm. was over the top, really. And mm. I, I have apologized for that. Um, but mm. what it revealed to mm. me is that it was, yeah. it was tapping into yeah. this. Uh, again, it was like I was, I was so frustrated because I didn't want people to judge me yeah, as a bad parent. Yeah. I, I, I didn't want people to judge them like they're good kids. Yeah. They're yeah. just seeing this snapshot. Frankly... I think everyone was absolutely relieved that my children are not perfect <laughs> and that I am not perfect. But I ha- I've had to process that. It would have easily, it would have been easy for me to just to leave it at that. Oh, it's the kids' fault. Yeah. You know, yes. they, they behave badly and Without I responded. Without looking at your heart. Actually, yeah. it mm. was an opportunity. Like, what is going on? Mm. I had to repent, actually. I had to repent, Lord. I'm so sorry. Mm for the need for people to think that I'm this perfect parent that I've yeah. got it all together. Yeah. I repent, Lord, of my uh, of my um yeah. you know, of of my my anger, yeah. my my projection of other stuff that's going on onto them. Yeah. You know, I was frustrated, why am I having to deal with this when Tim's not? You know, all yeah. this other thing was yeah. at play. Anyway, we yeah. won't dwell on that too, but but the yeah. challenge is yeah. When we're offended, yeah. examine the heart. I know. Exactly. So and actually offense. Yeah, even um 
just even going back to the woman, um, you know, yeah, she, let's go, let's go back to the woman. No, but, it, but no, but it's true that, that she doesn't justify, cause I'm yes. so the same. I'm like, when you, when you feel like someone's misunderstood you, which really has just offended you, um, yes. or, you know, you're like, oh, but let me tell you the bigger picture. Yes. You know, they did this this morning if it's about children. They're amazing, but they did, you know, you want to justify and justify, or I was late because I've been doing all this this morning, or, you yes. know. I've made four lasagnas, <laughs> three cakes. You probably have. And scrubbed the floor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it is justify, justify, justify. When she's just, she doesn't justify at all. No. She says, Lord. Oh, oh, wow. It is like, that's the way through. It's like, yeah, I just, you know, I, I don't need to justify myself. He's the defender. Exactly. Let him defend. Exactly. You do, you do what you want to do with me. Because yeah. I know you can. Um, Actually, the only thing is to check our own hearts, exactly. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's not easy though, is it, it is in the moment? So, it's, it's not so easy. Harsh. Okay, well, we've talked about offense. I think we also, you know, one of the key things that comes out is obviously her faith. Mm. And, you know, it, this is again connected with this, this interaction that Jesus has with the Pharisees before where they're, they're desperately trying to make themselves clean through religious practices, etc. Mm. And what we're told in the Bible is that it's, it's actually, it's faith mm. that makes us righteous. And righteous is another word for clean because righteous is about having a right relationship with God. It's about having connection with God. And so we're told that it's faith that makes us clean, yeah. makes us righteous. Yeah. It's not religious works. Yeah. And so here again, we see this woman, mm. she has no religious works to back her up. Yeah. I mean, nothing, mm. nothing. Mm. She is only made righteous by her faith. That's all she got. Yeah. And yet it's more than enough. Yeah. And so it's the challenge for us again around faith, isn't it? And it's her faith, her faith to believe that Jesus is the only way. Yeah. And we yeah. talked about this in the context of her desperation, but yeah. how, how are our faith levels? Mm. I mm. think mine are certainly nowhere near as high as hers. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. What is it that is... Yeah. But it's blocking that. Yeah. And it's usually, it's, it's it comfort, is. isn't it? It's, I think it is linked to desperation, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it is, it is hard. And I do think we, it, it's, we're sort of, it's a time to examine that. I really yeah. do believe that across the, like God is on the move mm. and he is, um, I think he's calling us to greater surrender, greater dependence upon him. Agreed. Um, and, and I think he's uh, certainly in our context. I know we've talked about it with you too. Just in the in what we're seeing more widely is like, are you going to call me master only? You know, um, and that is a massive challenge to us who are so comfortable. You know, really so in control. Um, you know, we can we really can achieve things in our own strength all the time. And I think he's going to begin to mm. pull some of that apart. And we've seen that over the last couple of years, haven't we? And it's this connection, isn't it, between the the the, the way that we see Jesus, he goes after the poor. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it, it's in their desperation that there's an open-heartedness. Yeah. And I think it makes sense why he would do that. And I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, it's the foolish things mm. of the world to yeah. shame the wise. Yeah. And that, that's what we're seeing right here. I she know. is foolish. Absolutely. Utterly foolish. And yet he uses her to yeah. shame the wise. 
or the 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 apparent wise, yeah. the wisdom of the Pharisees. Yeah. What an amazing woman. What an amazing woman. And and so good. We were saying this that actually, if you just read those verses on superficial glance yeah just miss all, all of, of so easy yeah. to miss so i hope some that of that has yeah. been encouraging we have again yeah. loved mining the depths <laughs> of this little passage yeah and uh what a woman what a woman yeah. should we pray let's pray well father we um we just thank you jesus for this woman we thank you jesus for um just what you've done and the ways in which this story even speaks to us about who you are and what um, and how you view us and what it is that matters. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, would you come and meet every single woman, our men, um, who is listening to this right now. And we pray that you would just bring um, whatever words are of you, whatever um, we've spoken that you want to bring revelation to and want to bring um, your truth to, Lord, we pray that you would um, just bring that now to people's minds and hearts and that you would help us to be as desperate as this woman. It's a dangerous prayer, but we pray, God, that you would take away um, all the things that block us um, from having pure hearts before you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening. And uh, tune in for the next podcast, which will be released at the end of October. Our final, the final episode in this series. God bless. Bye.